Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. On this podcast, we journey through the devastating experience of the death of a child. Grief is seldom discussed openly in our culture, and the death of a child makes people feel even more uncomfortable. We approach the topic openly and honestly, speaking to people who have lost loved ones and experts who help care for them. Whether you are a parent experiencing loss or someone who wants to support another going through this tragedy, this podcast strives to offer hope and help. Welcome to episode 12 of Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I'm your host, Andy's Mom. Today, Gwen and I discuss the struggles that go along with getting through the holidays as grievers. The holiday season is supposed to be a happy time for everyone, but when you are grieving, it may seem impossible to feel anything but sadness and longing for your loved one. We discuss some specific ideas that grievers and those who support them can do. We also talk about the importance of not feeling pressure to do anything specific and making sure you get enough rest. I talk about our first Thanksgiving and Christmas and how our second may be different. I want to take this opportunity to ask listeners to do two things. First of all, as you will hear in this episode, I want people to email me about any candle lighting services or other services of remembrance that are open to the public nationwide. I will try to post them to my website so people can have opportunities to go to these services. Secondly, I'm excited to announce a special episode of Always Andy's Mom to air on December 19th. This will be entitled Mom's Moments of Hope. Although, if I do get some dads to write in or speak, I can definitely change the title. I just liked the mom's moments together. I'm planning short, about three-minute segments with moms or dads where they share a brief story of hope that may help others during the holiday season. This may be a story from a past Christmas about their child or something someone did to help remember their lost child. If you live in the Grand Rapids area, I will be recording live at a gathering for bereaved moms at Starlight on Tuesday, December 10th, likely in the afternoon. You can certainly email me, uh, marcy at andysmom.com, for more details if you'd like to come. If you are not in the Grand Rapids area, I would love for you to write out your story in an email to me. Gwen and I will read those emails out loud when we record the episode on December 10th. I'm so excited about this, and I want to get as many stories as possible. Again, my email is marcy at andysmom.com. That's M-A-R-C-Y at andysmom.com. Thanks again. Okay, thank you so much, Gwen, for agreeing to come on the show today. You're welcome. So today's topic is going to be surviving the holidays. And that is so hard. It is. Yeah, I, I know we've made it through our first set of holidays. Um, you know, honestly, it's so silly, but I cannot remember what we did for Thanksgiving <laughs> last year. I know normally, oh, I know what we did. We went to my brother's house in Iowa. That's what we did, uh, which was good. It was totally different than what we usually okay. do. 
we usually just head over to the east side of Michigan and have Thanksgiving with Eric's, my husband's sister, and all of her family. Um, and then we have this tradition that we go bowling together. Um, <laughs> I know, we yep. always go bowling on Thanksgiving. Um, but we just couldn't do that last year. It was mm-hmm. just too hard. So we you know, went off to Iowa and spent it with my brother and his wife and kids, much smaller. Um, so that was good. And then at Christmas, we went to my friend Michelle's, who's been on before. She had us for Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Eve night, we flew out to see my family in November and stayed for like almost two weeks. So for us... That was the best thing. Mm-hmm. I know for others, the best thing is to stay with those family traditions and because they feel like those are important and they don't want to break those. Um, tell, tell me about what you, kind of your take on this and how people have handled it that you know. Right, yes. Um, good question. I... Um, Traditions can pull on heartstrings mm-hmm. and hurt so bad, but they can also give stability and this is the way we do it and mm-hmm. I know what to expect and I know who's going to be there and so they give comfort. So it's either way. Mm-hmm. The question that I would have right off the bat is, do you think for this year you're going to do those same things or are you going to go back? to the tradition so this year at thanksgiving i think we are going to my sister-in-law's although we haven't given her the final word right which is the bowling and the the yeah right you know and i don't know if i can go bowling i'm not sure right you know i have pictures of my kids bowling every single year Mm -hmm. since they were tiny um and obviously we did not go bowling with my brother that last right. year because it is a, you know, it's a Larson family tradition, not, you know, something that mm-hmm. the Petersons do. So I think we're going to go over there. Um, I don't plan on staying the night or making mm-hmm. it long. And we may just have to um, wing it a little bit. Right. The reason I ask that is a key point that I tell people is just because you changed it once doesn't mean you can't go back, that it's changed forever. Right. And so it is a process of figuring out. Now, I have families who do change their traditions since the death, whether it be, um, I can think of a family who every Christmas now they go to Frankenmuth and swim in the Splash Park, and and that's what they do. They They have continued that. That is their new tradition Mm -hmm. since the death they did not go back to the ways before so it can be that you just change it as you need to and Mm -hmm. you can go back or you create a whole new thing so it's just deciding what you can handle and what you can't yeah and as far as Christmas goes for us this year we have made absolutely no plans right I I, in some ways I want to see a little bit how Thanksgiving goes Mm -hmm. um, before I make any sort of commitment Um, because it's just I just don't know right so two things there is the commitment part is that I tell people you have to be flexible Mm -hmm. at the holidays you have to have a backup plan because you think that you are going to get um, somewhere and do okay and something happens and you want out and so that flexibility and not to feel like I have to to be in this space and that's the nice thing about just driving somewhere because, you know, you can always just get in the car then and right. drive home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just say we're going to try it 
stay as long as we can, but when we need to go. And this is another key phrase through the holidays. I mean, it's good for anything, but especially the holidays is you don't have to understand how I feel, but I'm asking you to accept it. Mm -hmm. So an example would be if you are there and everyone appears to be having a great time and you leave in the middle of that, people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wait, I don't understand. Why are they leaving? We're here. Family's here. And for you, it's like, I cannot explain it to you, but I have to leave. And so again, instead of asking your family to understand it, just say, accept that we need to go. Well, I have to say one thing that makes me nervous about our plans and going to Eric's sister is that she actually has both sides of the family there. So her husband's family comes and of course her husband's family is no relation at all to my family. Mm -hmm. So um, first of all, I don't want to like ruin anybody's holiday, Mm -hmm. right? Especially when they really didn't know Andy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they saw him once a year. Now, Uh, her husband's brother was actually Andy's band director. So, <laughs> ironically, we both live in Grand Rapids and oh. we drive over there. Um, so he knew Andy and Mrs. Andy. But as far as the rest of the family, they they really didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So that makes it a little bit more awkward, I think. Right. So that is another question to ask around the holidays is how is this person going to be remembered? And it is key that they are remembered. But in a setting like that, it might not be as outward or maybe as time consuming as it would be if it were just your family per se, let's light a candle or say a special Mm -hmm. prayer or have a toast or leave an empty chair and acknowledge that we miss this person. You may not do that in a group of people that's extended beyond your close knit people. But can there be a way Mm -hmm. that that we remember him? Well, and last year at Christmas, when we went to my friend Michelle's, as my listeners know, if they've listened to Michelle's episode, she lost both of her sisters and her mom. Um, so we actually had, she had a centerpiece of five candles and we lit those five candles. We had something that was actually given to us by starlight, Mm -hmm. something to say. Right. Um, so we spoke those words and then we lit five candles, one for Andy, one for my mother, one for her mother and one each for her two sisters. So, and, and she just like happened to buy five candles for her centerpiece but it turned out just beautifully because we lit them all one at a time right for each of those loved ones who was not there um so that was super special for us and did acknowledge him not being Mm -hmm. there right and that that created obviously sadness and the pain was real but then you didn't have to spend the rest of the time stuffing mm-hmm. and pretending there was an avenue to acknowledge that we have this pain right now. I think what families find stressful about the holidays is being around people and having to, again, yeah, pretend we're that we're so, yes, so normal and we're just going to go. We don't want to ruin anyone's time. Mm-hmm. But for the bereaved person, that's so much hiding and that's so much stuffing of their feelings. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard work to put on that smile. It is. When it's not genuine. It is. Mm Yeah. I know I spoke to other um, families and they would have a picture up 
mm-hmm. of their loved one when they were, you know, opening their gifts or right. having their dinner or Thanksgiving dinner or something, there was a big picture and oftentimes even a candle lit next to mm-hmm. that picture just to have them in a sense there with the family. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. It that is. That some people have tried too. Yeah. And um, one of the, I remember a story years ago um, with a young family whose son died and the mom said, what do I do with his stocking? Mm -hmm. And I said to her, what do you want to do with his stocking? Mm -hmm. And she said, I want to hang it. I said, okay, what, what do you see as a roadblock to that? She said, I think it will make other people uncomfortable to see his stocking hanging. And just kind of flippantly, the first thing that came to my mind is said, well, then if they're uncomfortable, have them put money in it. And then she started thinking, she said, you know what? They're saving a lot of money by not having to buy mm-hmm. him a present. Yeah. So his name was Stephen. And she said, we're going to stuff Stephen's stocking. So they hang it. And every year, whoever comes, they know the rule. Whatever you would spend on Stephen's gift or just to honor him to stuff it with money. And at the end of the holiday season, she buys a books for the library at the school that he was going to when he died puts a little card inside of their sticker that it's bought in memory of him and they do that every year so Stephen is a part of their holiday every year from the very first year all these years that's beautiful isn't it yeah Mm -hmm. I like that a lot yeah so it it kind of came from this uh, you know again that honest conversation of what how do I want this person to be remembered mm-hmm. when it, and it doesn't matter, you know, we're talking about child loss, but if it's grandma or grandpa or anybody, ask the kids, how yeah. do you want them to be? Cause they'll come up with far more creative ideas than, than we do mm-hmm. of how they want that person to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And so, um, getting other people involved, but the key thing is for your listeners is to think about it ahead of time. Yeah. Cause I think there's so much dread that it's coming, it's coming, well, how is it going to be, what's going to happen, how am I going to handle this, and we're filled with so much dread yes. that we don't actually look at it and make a plan for it, and I think that is what makes it more difficult. Right, and I know I should come up with a plan again, but it is painful well, to think you're about. Right. You just so should painful. on yourself. <laughs> I know I did. I said should. Yep. Well, y- you will, and you will think about it. You've already have thought about it a little bit, so you have been processing in your mind, what will this year be like? It's not so much a plan that you have to write down on a piece of paper and say, this is where we're going, but you've begun to say, what What can I handle? And y- you've already said, I. you have. I probably won't spend the night. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to leave well, when we true. want to. So you've kind of done that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. You talk about talking to the kids because as we are recording, this is not, it's going to air in a little while, but as we're recording, it's before Halloween. And last year at Halloween, we turned off all the lights, hid in the basement, and watched a movie. We mm-hmm. did not do any trick-or-treating, hand out candy or whatever. So this year I asked Peter, what do you want to do for Halloween? Do you want to go to trick-or-treating? Do you want to hand out candy to the neighborhood kids? Do you want to turn out the lights and hide in the basement? And he said, turn out the lights and hide in the basement. So we're doing that again. Yep. So, um, <laughs> But I think it was important to ask Peter what mm-hmm. he wanted. Right. Uh, because those boys trekked through the neighborhood, you know, lately in the last years themselves. Just the two of them mm-hmm. going to every house, bringing right. home this big, you know, bunch of candy. Uh 
anyway, so last year it was kind of a given that we were going to do this. This year I thought I'll give him the choice. Right. And that is so awesome that he had that choice. And and again, the flexibility that if the day comes that somebody say, hey, do you want to go? And he looks at you and says, I've changed my mind. I'm going. Mm-hmm. That that could happen too, and yeah. that's where Hopefully that flexibility. Hopefully, he doesn't say, "I changed my mind. We need to hand out candy because then I have to, you right? Know, rush or I out need and a costume, so right? I need tomorrow. a costume." <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but I think especially at the holidays to engage your support system too, to mm-hmm. know that your people are ready to talk when you need to talk. When you're at a family function, don't sit by the person who um, is maybe the one who asks a lot of questions, judges you, you mm-hmm. know, makes you feel uncomfortable. Kind of scope out the room and sit around your support people. I mean, you can make those healthy choices without anybody really knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it does take some thought ahead of time. You're definitely right about that. Well, you know, one of the handouts that we use um, in the ministry at Starlight is asking the people the questions, would it be the holidays without it? Uh Um, Is it habit, tradition, choice, or obligation? Looking at what the jobs are. So if someone used to make 47 dozen cookies, Uh Do I like doing that? If you do, then by all means, keep doing it. But if it was an obligation or a habit and this year you don't have the strength for that, it's okay to not make all those cookies. Yeah. And and we did nothing, really. We did not put up a Christmas tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did not decorate the house at all. It was one of Andy's favorite things to do was decorate. Mm-hmm. I, I he They always buy me these... Uh, buildings from a village and I have quite the extensive village now and the year before Andy died I was working the day after Thanksgiving because I always told them we are not putting up the village before Thanksgiving right it's just not happening (laughs) so the day after Thanksgiving I'm working and I you know like the day before Thanksgiving Andy had said so the day after Thanksgiving can we put up the village and I said well I'm working but heck if you want to do it do it and so he did he and his brother mainly, I think all three of them to an extent, put up the village. So last year, and he loved the village. He loved getting <laughs> me stuff for the village. It was like his favorite thing. Uh-huh. When, when you would uh, be asked, what is your favorite holiday tradition at school or church or whatever, he would always say putting up the village. Mm-hmm. So there was zero chance I was putting up that village last year. I just no. couldn't. It was way too painful. So then we did nothing we didn't decorate we didn't put up stockings we didn't buy gifts one blessing that I did have because um you know I didn't buy gifts and then the Thursday before Christmas we had our starlight support group and everyone's talking about Christmas and you know the gifts they've gotten their kids or whatever and I started feeling this tremendous guilt that I had purchased nothing mm-hmm. and didn't think I could purchase anything. And the, the huge blessing was we got in the car that night and my friend Michelle called me or sent a text something saying, a friend of mine wants to buy your kids presents for Christmas. Oh, We want to buy Peter a Nintendo Switch and Valeriano and Catherine iPads. So these are not small gifts. No. These are big gifts. Apparently this woman is, you know, blessed financially and 
she just really felt like she wanted to do that. And I think I actually started crying. Oh, I would imagine. Because, I mean, minutes before, Mm -hmm. I had this huge guilt over, I'm not giving my kids any presents. We're not doing anything. This is really cheating them. Peter's young yet. He should still have Mm -hmm. a Christmas with some Christmas gifts. And it just... As soon as I felt the guilt, that it was taken away. Oh, that's awesome. That that was, that was just solved mm. for me. So anyway, for people who are listening, who are supporting friends and family who have lost people, you know, if you're blessed financially and can buy them some gifts, great. If you're not, you know, still talk to them. Say, uh, do you want your family to have gifts this year? Right. Because if they do, you could even volunteer to go out shopping because they may right. say, I've got the money. I can give you the money. I just can't do it. Exactly. That was I can't my... bear to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would definitely do that. I would definitely reach out to others who are hurting and say, is this going to be too hard for you this year? Right. Do you want to still do it. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, I can help you. Right. And that's the part by thinking ahead and having the list is saying, you know, can, can this job be shared? Yes. And is there someone else who can help me with whatever it is, if it's the decorating, the baking, the, you know, whatever, buying the gifts. I think that's a great idea. So those supporting people can say, what jobs can you give me that I can help you with, or we can do together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be important for me to try to do this year. Um, you know, I always baked a ton of cookies. You know, it's my grandmother's recipe for sugar cookies. We Mm -hmm. would decorate them all and frost them all in multiple colors. And um, it was this huge thing that we did. And we loved the process of doing it. But my kids also just loved eating them. Right. (laughs) Um, And it may be worth asking someone, you know, would you make my grandma's Christmas cookies for me? And maybe we can still you know, uh, still frost them or still Mm -hmm. do part of it, but to take away some of it because it's almost a whole day ordeal. And if it turns out horribly and we can't do it, Mm -hmm. then, you know, then what am I going to do? I don't know. So asking for help in that, or even somebody to come over and help you help us decorate those cookies may be nice to have a little bit of distraction and right. someone else there and not because otherwise there's just going to be such an open empty spot at that table mm-hmm. when we do our decorating. Right. So inviting other people in to share in that um, would change it up. Yeah, it mm-hmm. would change it up. Yeah. Or having somebody else come over and maybe try to do the village if we do the village. I just don't know what right. we're going to do. Well, and, and oftentimes in grief, I'm sure your listeners realize this, that some days you just wake up and say, I'm going to do that today. Yeah. I can handle that today. I want to do it. And the part about that is that you've waited until you're ready, but we don't know when that day comes. So I think, you know, some of those things, rather than trying to figure them out, if you feel like it, you'll do it. And if you don't, that permission that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you'll get back to the village or you'll figure that out. Right. And that is a nice thing about the second Christmas as opposed to the first Christmas. Because the first Christmas, you know, I just said, I did nothing (laughs) as Mm -hmm. far as like getting ready for Christmas. I didn't make Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. We just went to Michelle's house. Um, Then we showed up and Christmas Day was done by my cousins and my aunt out in Nevada. Um, 
so I've already had that giving everything away and doing nothing. So I don't feel like I have as much guilt over not doing anything this year if I don't do anything. Um, so anything I do do, I'm going to try to think of as a bonus. Right. <laughs> Instead of thinking about all the stuff I'm not doing, think about what I, I am, am doing. doing compared to. And and that's the part that I tell people. If someone says, I can't go to that Christmas concert, I always say, this year. Right. And next year, maybe you can't go, but that's that year's decision. Mm-hmm. But maybe by the third year, you'll be able to go to that concert that you always went to, that the music you know, just right. evoke so much emotion, whatever the decision is. But do we say this year? Yeah. I know I encouraged someone in a, in a group that I'm in her. So she lost her son and he was an adult and married with kids. And now the daughter-in-law has a new boyfriend and there's, you know, she's saying, we can't, I, he can't be there. He can't be there. He can't be there. My husband says he can't be there. My son says he can't be there. He, I just can't handle it. And my words to her were, just tell your daughter-in-law that this just isn't, they are not, as a family, feeling comfortable having him here this year. Right. And to just say it as this year mm-hmm. and not as a more flat, permanent Like, thing. we don't like him. We don't want you to move on. It's that yeah. they're not ready right We're now. We're just not ready this year. I mean, uh, first of all, I think that bought her two things. One, it bought her a year. Then she's got another year to kind of think about it. And secondly, if this relationship does not last. Right. Because it is relatively new, mm-hmm. then they don't ever have to deal with right. them. They may have to deal with someone else. Right. Um, but I think it it bought her time mm-hmm. without um, pushing her away. Right. Because that's such a hard so thing. So I love the advice you gave her because this is another piece, especially around the holidays that I use. So it's what you can and cannot handle, um, seeking your support. Another piece is communicating and compromising. So communicating how I feel and what we can handle mm-hmm. because you've taken the time to figure that out. Because um, she did. She, she talked to her son, her mm-hmm. husband. Oh, yeah. We've all talked about it. So they communicated. It. So how do I communicate that to this other person? And then what would the compromise be? Maybe the compromise is that then the daughter-in-law won't come to one event because right. she's going to be spending it with him. So there's a compromise. Like we may lose her on Christmas Eve, but she'll come on Christmas Day. What are the compromises? And there has to be. In all of life, there is compromise. But we have to communicate mm-hmm. where we're at and what mm-hmm. we're feeling and what is the compromise. And I think that is really key. And then again, that you don't have to understand it. And I'm not asking you to understand my feelings, but to accept them. And this is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Just that acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, whether our kids are toddlers and they're just having a tantrum and they just want to be in a bad mood and um, kick and scream, there's other times in life where you're just having a day where you go, I can't explain it. I'm just having a difficult day. Well, grief is like that all the time. All the time. And so having to explain it and then at the holidays there's just days that you cannot explain how you're feeling well i mean you say that and it doesn't even have to be the holidays it can be just any random right i know my daughter called me from school yesterday and she said i'm getting a migraine 
will you give me permission to come home? It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. You know, school started at 8. And I said, sure, you can come home. And um, she got home. And I actually had a migraine, too, that day, yesterday. And I thought, oh, it's probably the weather because we had a big right. storm coming through. Um, so she walks in, and I said, how are you feeling? And she said, well, honestly, my head's not that bad. But I'm just so sad today. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I just couldn't do today. Mm-hmm. They knew they they were going to be talking about a book and some characters at the end of the book, which I kind of assume maybe died. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a big exam that she was thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to concentrate enough through this exam to go on. So she just kind of called it a day. Right. And just went home. And I think that's okay. Oh, I do too. She hasn't done that all year. Oh, that's awesome. And compared to last year, there's an improvement, right? Last year, that was And the fact that you've opened up that communication and that you asked and you took that time to hear what she had to say, that's wonderful. Well, and also... I'm glad she was open and honest with me. Obviously, she wasn't totally honest with the school and that she said she had to go home because of a headache. But she was honest with me and said... It's not really the headache. Right. I'm just having a really sad day. Right. And how you've probably modeled that for them. I mean, that's how parents can do that. We model, this is how I'm feeling today. So then the child knows they can do that. And you've done it well before that she could trust you this time too in your reaction. And again, accepting that we all have days like that. Mm -hmm. We can't make a rhyme or reason. And when you were talking about whether it's the holidays or not, we have them. That is very true. But I think the expectation of the holidays is a little bit higher to our performance. Because even grumpy people are expected to be happy at the holidays, right? Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, everybody. There's joy all around is the, you know, tis the season to Mm -hmm. be jolly. No, tis the season to survive life and what has happened to me. Well, and you think even in those weeks up before Christmas, how many people say, happy holidays, Merry Mm -hmm. Christmas. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just what it is. It's just supposed to be a happy time of the year. You know, you've got the the bell ringers out in front of the stores telling you happy holidays. Um, It's it's just a lot of... A lot of that, which can be hard to take. It is. I remember driving, um, this was so many years ago, on Valentine's Day, and the DJ on the radio said, it's Valentine's Day, nobody has a heartache on Valentine's Day. And I, uh, I got to call that station, dude. Yes, a lot of people a have a really heavy heart. So there is this expectation that because it's this special day of love, that, and whether his heart was filled with love, I mean, where he was coming from, but it's taking off those lenses inside of our families, especially. We can't expect the whole world to stay. It's not going to. I mean, when we, no. yeah, it's, no, we'd like it to, but it doesn't. But, But inside of our families for the holidays is to take off some of our own lenses and say, what is it like for Marcy and her family this year? What is it like for the people who are hurting around you this year? And so to take off those lenses and kind of look at it a little differently than just having our holiday cheer glasses on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's totally right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like for me... You know, this experience has given me so much more insight into other people's suffering. And Mm -hmm. I think about that so much more. Right. So I think as grievers, we can understand that 
better. So that is why last year at Christmas, I felt better being around Michelle and her family, right? Mm-hmm. And around her dad, especially. Her dad was there. Um, you know, we sp- also spent Easter at her house. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just kind of putting ourselves on yeah. that family. She has just kind of adopted us as part of that family. But it has been nice because her dad does say to me, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because it is just the two of them now. They mm-hmm. were a family of five, and now they're a family of two. They're immediate family. So they understand that loss mm-hmm. and the, that Christmas time and Thanksgiving aren't just all these beautiful happy and need to turn off all your sad emotions right yep the other piece when about expectations we were talking about you know joyful and and sad is because our overarching feeling is sad I mean sadness and pain does not mean that there can't be joyful moments Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so to grab those when they come because Mm -hmm. they can be few and far between especially in those early years uh, just to grab them and to say this is a fun moment and I'm whether the family's out sledding and having hot chocolate and for that moment you're just letting the breeze go through you and you're just breathing in that cold air and that felt good it's Mm -hmm. okay that that felt good just grab it well and I say I say a lot that I feel like my life now is is like a roller coaster. Mm, right? I have lows and highs. Now my roller coaster is not set at ground level. Mm-hmm. My roller coaster is in a valley. Right. But sometimes in the highest part when you go to the very top of that roller coaster I'm actually totally out of the valley. Right. Right? I can get up higher than ground level. To but see. To, to be able to see out and to see a little bit of the future and see what's joy. going on and see a little bit of joy. But I, I know it's going to go down again and I'll be in the valley mm-hmm. as, as things get lower. Um, but I like to just think of that as an example. You know, that roller coaster example, because that is what I kind of feel like. Well, that's interesting because I, I, you've never been to uh, a grief class I've taught. I do a lot around roller coasters. So sometime we'll have to do a whole episode on my uh, philosophy about grief as a roller coaster. Oh, that yeah. would be good. It'll be good because yeah. it's a ride that you, you know, can't prepare for. They give no warnings. Oh, no. <laughs> Nope. And I think about it a lot when I think about back to, you know, the anniversary of Andy's death when we went to that Michigan adventure and I had to ride on roller coasters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. not the most we'll uh, awesome that. thing. I have one other piece when you asked about the holidays um, that we haven't talked about is really the need to get a lot of rest. Mm-hmm. Because it is so much more of a hurried, busy, a lot of task schedules. So if you're working and then, you know, you come home and you have all these tasks and decorating, we've already talked about a lot of them already. Um, But on top of the decorating, the baking, that sort of thing, there's also more concerts, school programs, Mm -hmm. there's just a lot going on. Um, And then we have extra services at church, we have, there's a lot of extra things that go on. And I think we forget that we can't go at that speed. Mm -hmm. And so when we get overwhelmed, and we get exhausted as grievers, we tend to withdraw totally then and back off from everything. And that's the norm to isolate ourselves, say, I can't do that. What I'd rather see is some people think about putting on their calendar, that's a rest day. I can't do it all. And so that balance of solitude and socializing 
Um, I need my solitude. You don't want to retreat altogether, but it's tempting when you yeah. are so exhausted. So to look That's ahead and put idea on your calendar. To have yeah. a rest day. The other thing is, is I, I feel like personally, if I knew I had a rest day coming, it would make me more able to do the things Survive. on those days yeah. that I have to. Um, instead of thinking, oh, tomorrow's going to be just as hard as today, I know, you know what? Tomorrow's my rest day. Exactly. Tomorrow I don't really yep. have to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's a great, right. great idea. I love that. And some people maybe can't take the whole day, but I've also heard that if you break your day into three parts, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, morning, afternoon, and evening, don't have something on all three parts. Mm-hmm. Have one that's open. And if some of us were honest, we'd look at our calendar and we'd take the seven days in the three parts and we'd probably have 21 X's. We have something in each part of each day. Yeah. Something every morning, every afternoon. I mean, especially afternoon, people that work full every, time. Yes. You, and then you're like, oh boy, I can't cross off the evening every day. Right. And morning and afternoon have to be work. Right. Um, I, yeah. I try to live my life with some margin, um, especially because death has taught me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I sit across from, I, you and I are doing it here, but every day I sit across yeah. from bereaved people. So it's taught me that life is so precious and needs to be not just full of X's and lived. So I live my life with margin, but when I can't, there are some times that I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it it's hard for me. I have to almost say I can't do something. I I mm-hmm. did not go to an event last night that I felt a little obligated to go to, but I needed that margin. Yeah. I, I needed it. If I don't have it, then I don't know what would happen. So I have to make sure. So you can do it in little segments too if you can't take a whole rest day. Even to lie down for a few minutes and just say, I'm just going to shut off my brain and rest my body. Well, or just... Even a rest day, meaning I'm not going to think about all the stuff I have to get done before the holidays today. Today, yep. Right? I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to come home, and I'm still Mm -hmm. going to make dinner, and I'm still going to do all those type of things that I have to do, but I'm not going to do anything that I don't have to do. Right. And that can be a rest, Mm -hmm. right? It just... I'm not thinking about the Christmas gifts that I haven't purchased yet or the decorations Mm -hmm. that I haven't put up yet or anything like that. Just give yourself that break. Right. Even if you can't take a break from the other parts of the day. And we're talking to working people, but I remember from my years as a stay-at-home mom, it was hard for me to look at a day and say that I didn't have to accomplish anything because I felt like I couldn't, you know, that stereotypical just stay home and you know, watch TV and eat bonbons that I had to prove that I, you know, had stuff to do and I wanted to be productive. But it was hard for me to give myself permission at home to say, I I don't have to do. Right. And and I know for me, you know, Eric's going and working every day and I feel this guilt, like I have to have accomplished Mm -hmm. something. Right. Because he'll say, what did you do today? Mm -hmm. And if it was nothing, really, (laughs) I kind of feel bad about it. But I do have to say yesterday was a nothing. I didn't do anything. You know, Catherine came home with that migraine relatively early. She was having just a really sad day. Peter's been having quite a few sad days. I I just really did take the day. I mean, I originally in my plan I was going to edit my podcast going out this week and do all of this stuff I had a lot of tasks written down but yesterday I just didn't have the energy right and I did take it as 
a rest day without realizing I was taking it at a rest day. Now I know what that's called. Yeah, and our it's, our bodies do tell us sometimes before we even know that we need that, that mm-hmm. we just don't have the energy, we don't feel well, but it is good. I'm glad you gave yourself permission to have that, that we just go, I don't have to do anything today. No, and yeah. it is going to make, in some ways, the rest of the week a little more... Um, strenuous that I have more to do but Mm -hmm. it probably was still worth it that I feel a little more refreshed today and a little stronger today oh absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and I I know our church is doing a surviving the holidays oh a lot of churches a lot of funeral homes Um, I'm actually helping to lead it (laughs) wow because they asked me to so so I'll be helping to do that but I do think it that will be nice to um, for bereaved people to seek that out. Oh, yes. Because that can give you some help. Absolutely. Um, I have a big smile on my face. You're probably wondering, what is Gwen laughing about? If I had said to you last year, hey, don't worry, next year you'll be leading and getting through the house. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> what would you have said to me? No way. Right. I would have because <laughs> I went to it last year mm-hmm. and I cried pretty much the whole time right and all of these people were trying to comfort me and calm me down and now this year I it it, it feels very ironic to me right but it was because I started the podcast and I did all this stuff and so then one of the pastors was you know asked me Mm -hmm. would you help lead it and um and she said oh I'm so happy like she was really feeling blessed that I was going to do this and I thought Pastor, do you remember what I was like last yeah. year? You maybe aren't remembering what I was like last year, but um, but you're not in the same place. No, I think I'm not. The other thing, do you remember anything of what they shared that stuck out with you last year? Um, like some little piece that you took away? Yeah, a lot of it. They did talk about those traditions and that sometimes they're helpful and sometimes you just need mm-hmm. to break away and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that did give me some permission mm-hmm. to just do nothing. But I also did hear stories of people that did continue those traditions. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, you know, when you go to a surviving the holidays thing, at least at our church, mm-hmm. it, I mean, every other person was a widow. I mean, right. It, it was not. Nobody else had lost a child. Uh, so that does make things a little bit differently. It because does. they really all had grandchildren who, um, although they would miss their grandparent, mm-hmm. and I'm sure were sad about their grandparent, still their Christmas and even Thanksgiving need to be the same. Because in a day-to-day moment... They aren't affected by the loss of grandpa. Right, right. Because grandpa doesn't, for any of these people, I know in some circumstances grandpa lives with the family, but in all of these, they lived on Mm -hmm. their own. And so as much as they are in pain, it isn't affecting them on a daily basis. Right. And when my father-in-law died, grandma, our new tradition is that grandma stays at our house on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. and is there when they open up their gifts and then stays as much as she wants to of the day. Early on, she would want to just run home and not be Mm -hmm. with us as long. And now she stays longer and we have a meal together. But my kids, everything stayed the same for them. It was grandma who had the change. But like you're saying, if it's a sibling and my whole family dynamic has changed, it affects them much differently. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so, for sure. you know, my kids knew that grandma was sad and it was different, but now that's our new tradition that grandma is a part of our holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so the piece where you were saying people can find out maybe a, a local hospice program, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of places in funeral homes that may have a candlelighting service where you can take that time to remember the person. Yes. I, I just want to bring up something here when, if with a candlelighting service is that I remember I had had a baby and, um, the baby was really little and my favorite aunt died and I couldn't get to her service because I had just had a baby. And, um, at the funeral home I worked at, we were having a candle lighting and I thought I couldn't get to her service. So I'm going to make that candle lighting my time to remember her. And I kind of told some mm-hmm. of my friends, Hey, I'm having a little service for my favorite aunt. Um, I'm going to light a candle. Yeah. There's going to be other people there, but just, ignore, you know, this is my yes. time. So sometimes they mean different things to different people, Mm -hmm. but that, that time of reverence, that time to stop and remember that something significant has happened. A lot of the places will allow you to take the candle home. If not find a candle in your house that you can keep lit through the holidays maybe, but there's some beautiful, beautiful, um, times to remember going on out there. So I just encourage your listeners to seek what's available in their area to do that. You know, and that could be a nice thing, too, because um, I just know, even with me, so much of those first days and weeks after the loss of Andy, I was just numb. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are numb even in that funeral. Oh, you know, I mean, I spoke at Andy's funeral. I know that's unusual. But I've also met people who haven't spoken and sort of regret that Mm -hmm. um, or feel like I hardly even remember the funeral because everything was just topsy-turvy. Mm-hmm. So that could be a time right. if you go to some service like that or go and light a candle or feel like this is my time. This mm-hmm. is when I'm going to remember you because I wasn't ready emotionally. Right. So It was soon. so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I That is a great idea. Yeah. I think... Um, the other piece is that history does tell us that we will get better. I mean, that right. it doesn't stay in that place. And I think, again, to just relax, if we use the roller coaster, relaxing in that part of the ride that right now yeah, it, it is slower and darker and more painful, but it, it it's not going to stay there. And yeah. so that hope for the future, um, even again for you, to even imagine even what next year will be like and hope that it will be different. But you couldn't yeah. imagine last year where you'd be at. So it's just, no. we, we have to borrow that hope from other people. Um, so just allow yourself to say, I'm well, going to have hope. And, and, you know, using that roller coaster example again, I think for the majority of grievers, especially early on in the first few years, those holiday times are going to be the low times. Yes. They're not going to be the high times when you're looking out. And that is hard to be around other people who are so happy. Mm-hmm. I think about my Andy that way. Andy loved Christmas time. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And was so happy at Christmas time. I mean, I told you about the village. Right. He couldn't wait hours mm-hmm. to get that village up. It, I mean, I just worked until noon. Right. He couldn't <laughs> wait until noon because he had to put it up. And so he's so happy and kids are so happy. And being around people that are so happy oftentimes makes you feel worse. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And I do have people oftentimes say, what's wrong with me? I feel like I'm in a slump. And I'll say, look at the calendar. Is it a birthday? Is it an anniversary? And then the holidays and the part that we haven't talked about, but everyone knows this. You have already mentioned that we're recording this before Halloween. Yes. Christmas is already out in the stores, people. I mean, this is not just something that we used to survive from maybe a Thanksgiving to January 5th. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking October. Yeah. To January 5th. Well, and I know our local radio stations here in town start p- playing Christmas music oh. on November 1st. November I, I, 1st, here comes the Christmas music. I mean, I can't handle I, that. Me either. No, shut it off. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's just so hard because people don't think that others could be sad at this time. Mm-hmm. It's just a happy time. Yeah. It's just when everyone is happy. And eating good foods and going to parties and going to concerts and Mm -hmm. doing all those really fun, amazing things. But if you're not in a fun, amazing place, it just does dig the knife in a little bit deeper. And and the fact that we have stretched it out to last longer is really, really hard. So I mean, it's definitely a full two months, if not more now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not what it used to be. That's why I, you know, I had to put the rule in is we're not doing this before Thanksgiving because, you know, um, Andy would have happily put it up in November. Right. <laughs> yep. There are some people like that. Yeah. And I, occasionally I would let him, if we happen to get a really big snow earlier in right. November, the week before Thanksgiving or something, I'd say, all right, um, fine. You know, it's, if there's a foot of snow on the ground, right. we can are put out the, putting vid- up the village. village. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking at your holiday list mm-hmm. job here. I I really like this, how it's written out like that. I don't know if there would be a way for me to even, you know, somehow get a copy on the website or something like that for people to see because that's huge. Or just talk sure. about a few of those things that are on there and have maybe people make their own list yeah. of things that I really want to do, that I want done, but I can't do myself or things that we're not going to do this year. Right. I notice it's, it's adapted from a book, um, Handling the Holidays by B. Conley. So it is acknowledged on there whose it is. It's not my work. It's just something that I have found that people have really found helpful in that planning ahead. So you're more than welcome to share that. And, and I, there's wonderful examples out there of um, ways to remember Oh yeah, yeah. So and Googling and that, that I think that's really big too. It mm-hmm. was really wonderful to remember Andy in that way mm-hmm. on Christmas and not just try to get through it and right. forget about it. Mm-hmm. It was nice to be able to honor him right. at least it, for a few minutes. And you know, our um, holiday focus throughout the holidays and in our support groups, a lot of the kids' crafts are around commemorating and making Mm -hmm. ornaments and things that remind them of their person that they can have. And those become very precious keepsakes over a period of time. So if you, um, you know, have someone who made something when they were eight and they keep it all those years and they get to share that with their family, that this reminded me of my brother or sister Mm -hmm. and, and they have that, those are really precious things because that was my eight year old way of processing and that will be hopefully become tradition for these people I tell them to keep a precious box um, 
with your holiday things that are just about that person that you can bust out every year and say, mm-hmm. oh, remember and have them. I mean, they'll be the ones that pull on your heartstrings early on. But when when we think of even, I mentioned Stephen Stocking, I think it's been about 17 years that they've been hanging Stephen Stocking wow. and stuffing it and buying books um, in his memory that that now maybe doesn't create the same um, emotional response, Mm -hmm. but how precious that he fits and even new people in their family. um, Maybe his siblings are now married and, but Stephen's still a part of their holiday and they have that just precious keepsake. Well, and speaking of keepsakes, I know just as we're having this conversation, I started thinking about our Christmas tree and how many ornaments I have with Andy's name on it. Mm -hmm. Because every year my mother-in-law would wrap gifts and on one of the gifts on the bow she would tape um an ornament on there and it would have the kids all the kids names on them so there are so many ornaments with Mm -hmm. Andy's name on it which was another reason why last year I knew I couldn't handle it and this year honestly I'm just not sure right I'm just you won't know until that day comes that you can either open the box or keep it down and just say not this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not having that pressure. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think, you know, when I wrap up any holiday segment, which I, I do a lot of holiday workshops around the area, I get frequently asked. I think my parting words are um, peace as you remember, that there mm-hmm. can be peace in that. And then joyful moments as they happen. And then healing as you move forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are my three things. So the peace. And trying not to have guilt joyful. over feeling. Absolutely. No guilt. Guilt-free. Guilt it's free. a guilt-free. It's a GF holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any of those that are arranged that people could go to? Or do you, do you know of anything Isn't off the top of your head bad? right now? that I don't some of them are not well I say in the area but it doesn't matter where your listeners no, might no. be um not that yeah. you know of yeah right no I, I well and no it is I a, do a, I have I have a few for um they're the first part of December one's the first Saturday the date's not coming to me but I will be um there's a candlelighting service at 11 a.m the first Saturday in December at Gorsan Runciman Funeral Homes okay. and then I'll be in Grand Ledge at a funeral home um I believe that following day on Sunday um we haven't picked the time yet so but I I've been asked so so if there are listeners in those areas that might want to go that would be open Mm -hmm. to the public right yes absolutely so that's nice and you know what I will try to keep that updated on my website yeah and I can get you other other public right places that you can go to or things that we hear about and actually to my listeners if you know of something you know whether you be you're in Virginia or Tennessee or Mm -hmm. California or wherever you are if you know of a place that they are doing um, public uh, services like this, please let me know because I can get the word out because I do have listeners all over the country and um, it may be helpful for them to try to get to one of these places. So if you you can email me at marcy at andysmom.com and then I can find a place on the Mm -hmm. website to put all these things just to let people know that there are options um, and that this could be an honoring mm-hmm. thing and a helpful thing. And 
kind of healing absolutely uh, tradition mm-hmm. to start or to just do it one time. Yeah. So uh, I think I'll wrap things okay. up there, Gwen. Well, thank you um, again for having me. Oh, and thank you so much. I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks for listening to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. We are always looking for new show ideas. If you'd like to be a guest, know someone who'd be a great guest, or have a show idea, please email us at marcy at andysmom.com. Be sure to visit the webpage, andysmom.com, for more content, including Marcy's blog. There you can also sign up to receive updates via email. Together, let's work to inspire hope, one day at a time.